Welcome back to the Red River Horror Podcast. This is episode number 26. I am your host, Joe Zakreski, joined this week by Eddie Kayazo. Hi, Ed. Good evening, Joe. And I am joined by RedRiverHorror.com contributor, founder of MovieBabble.com, Nick Cush. Nick, hey, welcome to the show. How are you? Gentlemen, how goes it? Thank you for having me on. Yeah, it's, it's exciting to, to have you on after reading your articles every month on the Red River Horror website to get the uh, previews for upcoming movies for the month. I enjoy it. I know Eddie enjoys it. It's definitely one of the best features of the site. Uh, thank you so much for being a part of it. And uh, yeah, welcome. <laughs> I'm trying my best over here, doing what I can to be useful, you know? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> no, so, hey, Joe, sometimes it's the only thing that happens on the site for a little while, so I've got to get better at that. Well, there's plenty more. There's plenty more in the works, so... Yes. Yeah. Yes, but you mentioned an important thing, moviebabble.com. This is something I saw from its infancy, mm -hmm. and it's crazy. So, Nick, I just wanted to congratulate you with Movie Babble and its growth over the few, uh, oh, last thanks, few buddy. years. Absolutely. It's a uh, yeah. It's been it's been a lot. It's <laughs> I have a terrible like my story about it's terrible because I was bored in college and I was like I can just start writing about movies. So I started a blog and that was it. I don't have any fun backstory or anything. <laughs> like that. Well, that beats my next um, question. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> no, oh, oh. how did you get into it, man? <laughs> what 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 inspired you? <laughs> I was just bored and movies are cool. So that's how, that's how it goes sometimes. Absolutely. <laughs> but it's been, it's been really fun. Uh, it's its own thing now. I have a bunch of staff members and I love them all. Um, been covering a lot of film festivals, hopefully doing some more interviews myself this year. So uh, yeah, it's really fun. It's, it's really cool seeing what it's grown into and hopefully a lot more to come in the future. Yeah. You know? Absolutely. And I mean, that's what we were talking about. It's like, oh, you know, it's it's great to have you on to this podcast, you know, when anybody who goes onto the website is going to see your name once a month. So it's like, who is this guy? This is him. Right. So um, <laughs> it's his eye. Yeah. So, I mean, what's what's uh, let's, let's talk some movies. Let's have some fun here. What sure. it, like what what's your genre? Like, you know, we're obviously we do we do horror. What's what's your preferred genre? Oh, um. I feel like it's a cop out, but it's kind of true. I kind of like everything, honestly. True. Horror yeah. is really cool. Um, I don't know. I do love a good art house, artsy fartsy movie every now and then. They're lovely yeah. to me. Um, I don't know. I feel like if my bread and butter is kind of like a pretty high budgeted, uh, like adult drama, something like a social network or something like that, or like a Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, stuff like that, where For it's sure. like. Just a lot of a lot of movie stars just doing their thing, being really cool. You have a cool director behind it, um, but yeah, it's I'm all over the place. You'll hear me really like talking about animated shorts I really like, and mm -hmm. then horror movies that are really cool. So if, I, yeah. if it's good, I like it, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean that makes sense because like I, I'm the same way, and I, it, it's such a weird it's it's a strange question to ask, but it's just something mm -hmm. I felt that you know we had to ask because you're a movie guy who does a movie website. So, mm -hmm. um, but that's, I mean, that's the answer I was expecting. Cause I feel the same way. I mean, I have, you know, this is a, you know, red river horror, but whenever anyone asks me, what's your favorite movie of all time, I always tell them this one movie. Ed, do you remember what movie that is? Oh, it's God. one of our favorites. We've watched a bunch together. It's you not a horror movie. It's uh, it's Caddyshack. Oh my gosh. Yes, of course. <laughs> and I, and I only say that because I could sit down and watch that anytime, anywhere, no matter what. Mm-hmm. It's true. Just I actually have a Caddyshack poster right outside of frame here on the right here on video. Nice. So there you go. I'm in good company here. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, I mean, that's 
that's how I feel about movies where it's just like, I like so many of them. I like a lot of genres and, you know. Well, I mean, before, when we actually had free time. Yeah. Caddyshack was something we would watch because my, my basement in Philly, like, it, that's not not meant to be creepy. My basement in Philly, check it out. No, but my, my, <laughs> I say, my, my parents' basement, you know, the house I grew up in had this incredible temperature when it was ridiculously hot outside. So naturally, we just go, if it's just like, all right, we were outside for a long time. It's freaking hot. Let's just go to the basement and watch Caddyshack. Yeah. So it just happens so often. Yeah. <laughs> whether there or whether home, anywhere. I mean, that's uh, the nice thing about that's the nice thing about movies. And that's mm-hmm. why, you know, that's my cop out answer for any time anyone asks, what's your favorite movie? You know, and then just so I don't forget, because I keep forgetting to ask the actors and some of the directors that come on here, we're gonna end all of this with you gotta name your favorite horror movie at, at the end of this today. Yeah. So you can got think it. about it for now. <laughs> I'm ready. I won't think about anything else the rest of this podcast, just that question. So, like, if you space out while we're talking, that's fine. We know you're thinking. Yes. So don't worry about it. It's very deep in thought. Yeah. Exactly. So, anyway, uh, let's see. Let's take a, let's take a, you want to take a look at what's coming up for January? You want to do, well, actually, chat first? I, well, what you got? I was just because Nick is very plugged in. um, I know that you're now a credentialed media member. In the, uh, in the film space, nice. covering a ton of film festivals. I'm jealous. It's awesome. So I actually thought we'd bring Nick on to talk about the bigger box. I love it. Stuff. Just, awesome. just, just because there's a lot of, in these uncertain times, yes. we don't know what's going to make the final cut this year in the release <laughs> slate. So, so I had some particulars in mind that I wanted to talk about. Awesome. So. Love it. Yes. Great. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. I'm ready. <laughs> Stop. <laughs> so because you do um, you do give Red River Horror readers, uh, the fans, something to look forward to every month by saying what is going to be coming out. So because you're so plugged into the scene, Candyman, all right? Now, the reason I'm asking about that first is, is because Candyman 1992 is one of my absolute favorite horror movies of all time. It's it was the the uh, what was it the genesis of Tony Todd Tuesday yes all that stuff, um, <laughs> so so this movie was was pushed back. Will it find a release this year? Uh, that's a great question. I feel like we're getting to the point now where all of these movies that have gotten pushed back, whether it be this or Halloween Kills or Dune, even like at some point these studios got to make money, you know. So right. like I feel like. Whatever it is, if it's like a premium VOD release, like the thing that a lot of uh, films have been doing recently where it's yep. like 20 bucks on Apple or whatever, wherever you stream stuff, I think at some point they're going to be like, we just got to release this thing because we need some kind of cash flow. But yeah. I don't know. Candyman is like right now, it's like, I think it's an August release date is mm-hmm. kind of what it is. And so if we're looking at like, I don't know, when people get their vaccines, I think that's like right after when like the general public will be getting them. So maybe theaters, but my guess is it's some still some sort of weird hybrid release or something like that, where it's in theaters, wherever it can be in theaters and then on some streaming service or available for rent somewhere. And August is usually that is, and you can correct me if I'm wrong. That's at least uh, in my opinion, what I've seen over the last like decade or so, that's been like the blockbuster horror release month. 
So if you're going to release the horror movie of the season of of that year, it, it typically would come out in August. Am I right about that? Yeah, like our September too, because I know both it movies were like early September as mm-hmm. well. So kind of in that in there as well. I I feel like I'm kind of like stuck on how to look feel about the release date release dates this year because January is normally just a dumpster fire. Like all <laughs> of the all of the crap is in January. Yep. Uh, but this year, since everything's been pushed back, there's like kind of some interesting stuff coming out in January. It's like there's a Denzel movie coming out uh, later this month on HBO Max. Yep. Uh, called wow. The Little Things. Looks good. So like there's just. There's just stuff coming out in January, so I don't even know how to feel about this year anymore. <laughs> I feel like people are just releasing stuff whenever they can, whenever it makes sense to them. Yeah. Well, it's like <laughs> HBO Max. Uh, what's what studio? What studio is that? They're like they're getting flack because they're just like, well, if we're not going to get theater cash, we're just going to throw it on Max for a short short time. Yeah. Like what they did with Wonder it's Woman. Warner, it's Warner Brothers. Yeah. Yeah, Warner Brothers is just yeah. like we're just putting it on, right. and a lot of big, like a lot of studios are pushing back, being like, what the hell. Well, that was uh, Nick. Do you do you know the resolution to? I guess it was AMC and Universal had that kind of beef. I, I think it was over the summer, where Universal was saying, or AMC was saying, they weren't going to play Universal films because uh, I think it was Trolls Worldwide was so successful on that home release thing. Uh, the Invisible Man ultimately got that early release. Was there ever a resolution between AMC and Universal? Yeah, so I think at this point, I think they've been doing it for the last few months because there has been some Universal movies that come out. They're doing some really like really small theater window where it's like 17 days or something like that in theaters, and then it immediately goes to like streaming after that. Wow. So there was like a there was a Tom Hanks movie that came out over Christmas called News of the World, um, which I don't think anyone's talking about because it was just in theaters, <laughs> and so <laughs> right. everyone was everyone was at home watching Wonder Woman or like Soul on Disney Plus or something like that, and that movie went to theaters. But I think now that that movie is out. I think this Friday on uh, streaming for like some kind of like like extra price or something like that. Okay. So I think they're they're doing like theaters for like a few days and then just drop it immediately on streaming at this point. So we'll All see. Right. So I guess Universal, AMC, they resolved their issues, yeah. but uh, Warner Brothers and HBO Max are doing partnering with HBO Max. That is causing a problem. Yes, they're just they're just going to put it up, and then the way like Disney's been doing it is like they're just putting it up. Like I mean, Disney that's like three so far that they've just they're like, well, we're just putting it on here or that premium rental part, which I think that's something that was talked about maybe like almost 10 years ago how it's like the death of the, the death blow to theaters is going to be everything's just going to be through your cable box mm. but obviously now we have more like streaming sticks and other ways you know smart TVs where it's like it's just going to be like theaters will still exist so you know cuz you want to go out but all like new movies will probably be video on demand at the same time they'll just jack up the price hmm yeah the f- probably the that's future. what i think i think yeah. it i think we're headed to this point where we're either gonna you're gonna have your big event movies that are in theaters, so like your Avengers and Marvel, Star Wars, anything like that, yeah. like any massive budget movie. And then you'll have like these really indie art house theaters that are showing like all your foreign films and things like that. Where like there's still like a sub there's a small group of people who would still want to go out to theaters to see those movies. And yeah. everything in the middle, it's kind of like, ah, I don't know what you do with those. Let's put it on Netflix, let's put it on HBO Max. I think that's kind of where we're going, is this like crazy polarization of the two. Yeah. So 
Yeah, strange times. Absolutely. And that's like the thing where it's like, hopefully, like when we're able to start doing, like I was always envisioned like a Red River Horror live event where we could like, we just do like a gathering and do like the, the classic universal monsters. Right. Like the black and white things. It's just like, eh, you know, I mean, like the vintage viewing is like a, you know, was rising in popularity. Still is because a lot of them are drive-ins. Sure. So that's cool. <laughs> but, you know. But you, now your fiance preferred, like she said, moving forward for new releases, mm-hmm. that she's totally fine with just paying the $20 and watching it at home. I mean, so am I, but that's just because I'm very annoyed by the general populace at this point. Why? Where has been? I meant to ask. (laughs) Yeah, let's please let let's go deeper. Well, I mean, I think (laughs) I just think about like so you know me. It's like we when it came to movies when we were at our height of going to movies, my had my strategy of we go on either a Tuesday or Wednesday night, the last showing after the movie's been out for two to three weeks. Yes. Because that means no one's going to be there. Mm-hmm. And it's like, you go, <laughs> like, especially for us who, who enjoy horror movies and want to focus and pay attention, go go to a popular horror movie coming out on opening weekend and tell me how, how enjoyable it is to be in the, the a packed theater. Yeah. And I mean, and I, and that almost caused a lot of fist fights for me with, with that. It I, usually I, always backfires yeah. because it's, you know, groups coming and, you know, you know, whether they're young, old, it doesn't matter. There's always like somebody here who's disinterested who's just going to be a pain in the ass. Yes. Or is just a pain in the ass to be a pain in the ass. Or going to bring a kid. <laughs> or brings a kid. Yeah, that's the... that's, a, that's a regular thing. <laughs> yeah. Or then one of my favorites was uh, we saw Happy Death Day, which was like surprisingly better than I had ac- expected. Mm. That that movie surprised me how like much I liked it. Yeah. And the other highlight when I saw it was this. Uh, very large man who was sitting the row ahead of me slunk down with this just utter roar of a snore just powering through <laughs> so 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 nick i ask you as a huge movie fan yourself do you prefer the 20 dollar home experience for new films or the theater experience oh I'm one of those people that still really loves theaters, but I'm kind of with you, Joe, where it's like, if it's a bad crowd, like I am so annoyed the whole time, (laughs) (laughs) but there's, there's another side of like the horror, like going to a movie with a bunch of people, it's a big horror movie and like you're all yelling at the screen and there, I think there's a fun part of that too, where you're all kind of like hooping and hollering at what's happening. Yeah. yeah, it can be re- it can be pretty obnoxious though. If it's the it's it kind of has to hit like that yeah. perfect like medium I mean, of things. But yeah. sometimes it can pay off. Can I tell? Can I tell the story of the happening? Oh yes. Oh, <laughs> M Night Shyamalan's classic. Absolutely. Now, no, no offense to M Night Shyamalan. We're I trying mean, to get him on the show. So yeah, yeah we we love you, Knight. No, love. F- no, no offense to him. We do love him. He's local. You know, mm-hmm. we we support all of his movies, no Absolutely. matter what he does. I'm gonna see it. Yes, because I think there's certain ones that get a bad rap. That's okay. The Happening is not one of them. The Happening's a movie that just misses the mark, and there's a lot of silence in it. And we were in a, a packed theater, and it was just getting, it was boring. And, like, the whole audience wasn't captivated. People were having a hard time paying attention. I think it might have been after that guy goes off about hot dogs or something like that. And it's just this long stretch of silence. And then suddenly you just hear, like, this, like, and it was Ed. <laughs> 
<laughs> and he just farted in the theater and just people started laughing. <laughs> so it just got silent. Does it again. And then someone else did it. Just turns in people farting in a crowded movie yeah. theater because the movie's so boring. <laughs> And, and the thing oh, that's is, amazing. That could have gone either way because I'm just like, you know what? I'm just going to do it and just see how it goes. Because if somebody did that to me, I'd be really pissed off. Yeah, but nobody's really having a good time. No, no. So they just flipped the script <laughs> on how to enjoy it. something to cheer about, maybe. Exactly. <laughs> so in, in, the, in that public sphere, it's just like you know, we all became one. In the theater, it was it was a unifying experience. Yeah. It, it brought know. everyone together the way the way you want to feel at the movies. <laughs> well, that, that's what was the other one? There was another moment, and I can't remember which movie we saw because we you and I saw a ton of movies. I don't know, Nick. Have you ever been to the Regal Plymouth Meeting Ten? Uh, I think maybe once a okay. while ago, but yeah. So back, so just we're we're all general Philadelphia area people. So I. That's the only reason I ask. You definitely wouldn't have been to the AMC Andorra 8, which is where we saw a lot of movies. But the Regal, and then there's AMC at the Plymouth Meeting Mall. Mm-hmm. That's, that's another local theater. But anyway, uh, I can't remember where what my point was, but it was good. Oh, no, no, no. <laughs> I got it. It was at the Regal. It was at the Regal. What was the, the movie we saw with the trailer for Pacific Rim? Hmm. I'd have to do a little look at what year did Pacific Rim come out? I don't remember. Nick. 2012? <laughs> question <Yeah>. mark. <laughs> Going back. So there was it was another funny moment in the theater because there was no pause in between. We got to the point where they said Pacific Rim. And you're like, job. And and everybody started laughing. Do you uh, because there was no pause. Yeah. Just, <laughs> just a, a fun memory. The, the good things that can happen. Yes. So, so there are those theater <laughs> unifying experiences. Yeah. Nick, do you have any cherished theater moments? Um, no, I'm an upstanding citizen. Good. I'm great in the theater. <laughs> good. I, good. I said sit there, arms crossed, legs full and ready to go. Yeah. Yeah, sitting there watching. <laughs> yeah. I, th- I think what really turned me is I got spoiled. Is like once I started going to like some of like the indie theaters, uh, you know, sitting there and having like a cup of coffee, like having a nice cup of <laughs> oh, coffee and watching a movie in the theater. It's quite relaxing. Wow, you know the Ritz has. You get like a really nice like craft beer or something. Oh, it's, yeah. it's great. It's the best. And where you live, and you're now, like you're, you're just you're, like ah, oh, let me let me bathe in the cinema for a little bit. This is amazing. <laughs> you got craft where you're at now. You got craft breweries on every other block. Yeah, I'm literally so I'm here in Richmond for everyone listening, I guess. But literally, like within two blocks of me, there's like 15 breweries, which yeah. is kind of amazing. Yeah, I was, so. I was down there a couple of years ago. I'm like, oh, brewery, brewery, yeah. brewery. Wow. Yeah. But yeah, you know, you a nice, a nice, a good beer, a cup of coffee, just to watch a movie. Mm-hmm. Wonderful, wonderful. But I don't know. Can you? Does where could you get a? I guess all the theaters do beers now, but I just haven't gotten one because my first experience of beer in a theater was movie tavern, and I got that big Stein. I think I might have had like one or two, and just had to like piss like a racehorse. <laughs> right. It was just like, oh, ho, ho, ho. Like, right. Like, you know, that's ideally you would rather do that after the movie, but there's, you know, mm-hmm. sometimes with beers, there's, there's no waiting. So yeah, 
What well, well, Warner Brothers. So, so what we were talking about, Warner yeah. Brothers, with the HBO oh, yeah, Max. Thing. Yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> but the, but that brings up an important point because the Conjuring universe is from Warner Brothers. That's right. So, Mister Kush, what is? Do you think that they would do something like that as far as release a movie as big as The Conjuring Three? On HBO Max and home premiere, or do you think they push it for another year? I'm pretty sure they're doing an HBO Max. I think. Wow. Last time I heard, yeah. I think the only issue with the Warner Brothers thing so far is Dune, because mm. I think it was like Legendary Pictures produced that movie, and there was like a whole like thing in their contract about like, no, this movie has to be in theaters. Yeah. So, but I think the rest of their slate is going to play on HBO Max. Wow. So yeah, Conjuring Three. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Well, I'm glad, I'm glad Legendary's doing that because back to the theater story, King of Prussia, when mm-hmm. Godzilla 2014 came out, I had to see that in the big 3D IMAX. Like, I needed the full experience of, of, of Godzilla. Yeah, absolutely. That's a movie worth, like, a IMAX experience. Mm-hmm. And, and that was Legendary Pictures, and that was a, a positive uh, movie theater experience because when they actually started to fight... And Godzilla started doing some of his trademark things. People were cheering, and it was fun. You know, he was having a good time. Mm-hmm. Nice. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Warner Brothers, legendary. You know, all, yeah, all that fun stuff. Yeah, I like that. I mean, you know what's funny is like my first IMAX experience was a movie that wasn't really fit for IMAX. Like I think it was, but not over the top. I think you were there. Was it? Wasn't we saw uh, Constantine? Constantine. Yeah. That was the first time in that in that IMAX. Like everyone calls the Tuttleman an IMAX mm. now, but Tuttleman's Tuttleman, right? It's just oh yeah, IMAX bought it, right? Or like bought naming to it. It's still the same setup. Franklin Institute. Have you been to the uh, the Tuttleman theater? No, no. no. Oh man, I'm lame. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> that that's if you like to sit in chairs and look at screens, that's definitely worth the trip. Yeah. Got it. I do like sitting in chairs and, and looking at a screen. <laughs> exactly. So, noted. And this is, you know, yeah. a screen that's so big that it actually has to have like that curvature to it. Mm-hmm. Because it also will do planetarium, it'll do all it, it does everything. It's yes. big, it's located at the Franklin Institute. I love the Franklin Institute. So Yes. Yeah. But yeah. Which should be open soon. Yeah. And then maybe someday. John Constantine will get the justice he deserves on the screen, whether it be on streaming, movie, another TV show. Maybe just call it Hellblazer instead of saying Constantine beat around the bush. Look, can it just be dark? Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, how much of those have you seen? You've seen just the movie with Keanu Reeves, like, oh yeah. And then there was a TV show where it's like, come on. It's like, yeah, I, I'm, I used to, Nick, I used to be like you as far as. I would I would go see anything. It didn't matter. It's just like, okay, it didn't matter what time. If it was 11 o'clock at night, I'd be like, oh, is there a movie playing? And I would just go. As I've gotten older, I've gotten so much angrier. <laughs> and, and I've kind of just... <laughs> so go on. <laughs> I, I've, I've just kind of saved the movie experience only for horror movies. Not... not 
I guess not on purpose. I just get so angry at the people in Hollywood. Whereas I used to just not care. Like I just used to let everything fly, just leave it out there and just go see a good flick. Yeah. Now I get pissed off at Hollywood and I'm just like, you know what? <laughs> I'm not going to see it unless it's, it's, it's a horror movie. Yeah. 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 Well, I mean, it works. It works. I mean, so like, um, Here's 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 a fun thing for like the theater experience, and let's let's keep it horror. So like I said, all right, a movie that surprised me in theaters that I was I went, uh, my fiance wanted to see it. She's like, yeah, it kind of looks interesting. Let's go check it out. Which was Happy Death Day. So I'm like, all right, yeah, let's go to the movies. You know, something to do, and then sitting there, and it you know it looked like oh here's a bunch of like young girls and I get chased around by a killer. How stereotypical. Kind of looks like Groundhog Day. It's just like bah dumb. And then it wasn't dumb. It was actually quite enjoyable. What movie for you in the horror? Like, what's a movie that surprised you in the horror genre? Hmm. I mean, definitely the Happy Death Day movies. Even the second one too, which I thought was going to be atrocious, and it was also pretty fun. But that yeah. was just kind of like, it was kind of like a more of like a sci-fi comedy than like a horror movie at that point. Except for there's one hilarious part where the lead Jessica Roth like runs into a wood chipper, and it's like one of the funniest <laughs> things I've seen. Yeah, in a in a movie, it's so good. Yeah, um, that's hmm. funny. I was just talking about. It. I like when movies become like self aware of what it is, and they just have fun yeah, exactly. With it. Yeah, and they they left open. I don't think it'll happen, but they left open possibility for a third one of those, and it looked like it would have been the most insane thing ever. Yeah. And I really want to see it happen, but I don't think it's going to happen because the second one didn't do as well as the first one. Yeah. But I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I, I'd probably say, for actually to answer your question, uh, I'd probably say um, one of them was like Hereditary, which came out two years ago, which I had Ooh. no. I, I mean, I had, that was Ari Aster's directorial debut. I'd mm-hmm. never heard of the guy. Um, you sit down in that movie, and it's just two hours of like agony and misery and <laughs> really just scary stuff and heads flying off. I guess that's spoilers. I don't really know. Whatever. That's okay. But <laughs> I, if you're yeah, listening to the just, Red River Horror podcast, you better have seen Hereditary. That's fair enough. Yeah. I actually haven't. But, oh, but that's dude. okay. Oh, dude. All right. Well, out of context. I'm sorry. <laughs> don't worry about it. I'm very forgetful. <laughs> All right. Good. That's not true. I actually remember everything. But I'm able to push it back. But her- so. Hereditary, without spoiling it, yeah, that was a shocker to you? Yeah, because it's just, well, you have no idea what's happening in that entire movie. You, well, you know, some evil forces are going on, but it's kind of, it just stages stuff in a way that you've, like, there's a thing that happens at the end of the first act, which I will not spoil. Um, <laughs> but after that, you're like, I have no idea what's going to happen in this movie. This could go any direction. And then, so you're just kind of like sitting there and then the movie is so like sad and like miserable and the people are like the family's falling apart and you're just like just taken aback by how just like miserable everything is and they're it's just unbelievable performance from tony collette probably one of the best of her career mm. but um, yeah yeah and then it's just it just kind of hits you like a freight train that movie it's it's terrific it's one of the best directorial debuts i've seen in a long time now I like the sound of that stylistically it's Ari Aster has this ability to make something very depressing still watchable. So I could never, like, for example, I could never watch It Comes at Night again. That movie is too depressing. I can't, I, it's, it's Unbelievably done. Unbelievably depressing. Mm. Yeah. Dude, I saw it and I'm like, okay, I'm glad that I saw it to say that I saw it. And now we're done. That I will never, never seek that movie out again. Hereditary and Midsummer, Midsummer, whatever the hell it was called, 
I could watch those once or twice a year. They're that good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're actually like they're also like weirdly funny too in some instances, especially Midsummer. Like, there's a few really good jokes in there, even <laughs> though it's like this like death cult <laughs> right, terrorizing right. these people. They have he Ari Aster. I think his next movie is going to be like I heard it's going to be like this horror comedy with Joaquin Phoenix, which sounds amazing to oh, me. Soy. Yeah, but <laughs> yeah, he. He has this thing where he kind of gets how, like, he plays up how absurd all the, the situations are, and there's something funny in that that he, I think, he keys in on. Um, so, yeah, those movies are like, they're fun, but you're also like, wow, I kind of need to take a shower. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah. They're, I mean, just, they're just like so filthy in a way. They're so good. And, and that's what, when, when I got through the first scene of Midsommar, it was like, Oh man, this is gonna be yeah, this is gonna rough. be freaking brutal, hmm. and and it is, but it's bright and it's interesting and and yes, at times funny and and weird. Like it, he just makes films in such a way that's I'm I'm just not used. To. Ari Aster has that he just whatever it is, he's got it. I loved Midsommar, loved Hereditary, and another filmmaker, Nick Robert Eggers. Another one that's just extremely interesting in in the films that that he's made up to this point. Yeah, he so he's coming out with his new movie this year. It's called The Northman, and it's a Viking movie, and it sounds amazing. <laughs> so I think it's it's because um, he loves his dialects in his movies. Like people are always talking in their very like particular ways. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think the movie, I think the cast is it's stacked. It's Anya Taylor Joy, um, Willem Dafoe. Um, Nicole Kidman, um, I think those are the headliners in it, but it's just like, Sold. I, I don't know if, it, I don't know if that's necessarily going to be a horror movie. I think it's billed more as like an adventure movie, but who really knows with him? Like it probably mm-hmm. will be demented in, in some way because his first two movies were, but that, that one's, I'm, re- I'm really looking forward to that. I have no, no idea when that's coming out, but that should be really cool. Yes. Just the thought of it just has me like, I have literally just, I'm smiling just at the thought. <laughs> <laughs> just at the thought of it, I'm just like, this just sounds too good to be true. Well, the, the witch, the lighthouse. Has he done anything else? Does those his two? I think that's what, those are his two, unless he made yeah. some shorts that I don't know of. But yeah. yeah. Now, now he's very different. If you look at interviews with him and look at interviews with uh, Hereditary guy Ari Aster, mm-hmm. two completely different uh, um, interviews. I found Ari Aster to kind of be like you could. He he's he's kind of like a film nerd. Mm-hmm. I don't mean that in a bad way. Oh, abs- absolutely. J- yeah. Just yeah. you could totally tell that. And Robert Eggers seems a little. He has more of that cockiness, a little more f- full of himself when talking about his projects. Just like yeah, like I know, I know how great The Witch was. Thank you. <laughs> you know, <laughs> <laughs> it is really funny when you hear Ari Aster talk, and he he probably has to watch so many movies in his free time because he'll rattle off like, oh, I watched this movie from the uh, Indonesian New Wave that came out in the 1950s. And you'll be like, where is this coming from? <laughs> and it'll be like some like, it'll be some amazing pull on his part. So it sounds like he just is like so knowledgeable. But I honestly haven't heard much from Robert Eggers. He seems like, I think he has like a really big beard, right? He looks like, for the movies he makes, like the way he looks, it's like, oh, that makes that makes sense. <laughs> right. <laughs> Yeah, it, for sure. You see, it's just like that guy makes those movies. He's a little, Absolutely. he's a little yeah. dark. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, but yeah, that's exciting. Now I can think about is what could be. 
And obviously the one thing that I really wish happens at some point is going to be Kevin Smith's final <laughs> installment to the True North trilogy, which would be Moose Jaws. But that doesn't seem like it's going to be happening anytime soon. Because he just <laughs> he announced that he's uh, got the script for Clerks 3. Oh, that'll take precedence, I'm sure. A hundred percent. But yeah. he also has Masters of the Universe coming to Netflix, which our friend Tony Todd, Tony Todd. does a voice on. So that's exciting. Yeah. Oh, yes, yes. I th- I think I saw that Tony Todd Tuesday post. That was you this that, week. That was me. Yes. But yeah. That Twitter. Tw- <laughs> Nick, if you ever want to join in in the hashtag games on Twitter, um, and of course, people listening, I encourage you to follow, follow Movie Babble. You know, first and foremost, but lovely plug, plug. Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) Hashtag Tony Todd Tuesday, and that's just any GIF, GIF, whatever the hell they call them things, pictures, any kind of any Tony Todd you can think of. Always feel free to contribute. There, there is back when you were on the other podcast, there was a big community built around that as well. Yeah, trying to get that up to snuff a little bit again, trying to rebuild the yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's 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 different when you're, you know, both of our jobs have become more busy than they were then. <laughs> yeah, right. So <laughs> where we want to build success in this realm, we're gaining success in the other realm. It's right. like, why can't it be the other way around? <laughs> <laughs> you, know. you know, but hey, that's that's just the way she goes sometimes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so hashtag Tony Todd Tuesday and hashtag Women in Horror Wednesday, um, and that is our uh, the the film critic for RedRiverHorror.com, Stacy Lane Wilson. Yep, one of the uh, one of the best, especially in the horror space. I mean, she does a whole lot more than that, but she started a site a little while ago called Women in Horror, and I think. It was around that time when Jason Blum said, "Oh, you know, there aren't many female horror directors," and she's like, "Oh yeah, well." Yeah, there are. There's a ton. Yeah. She's like, I will prove you wrong. And she did. <laughs> yep. So now we highlight Women in Horror Wednesday. So, yeah. There's Very nice. That. Very good stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So, I don't know. But uh, let's see. What, where are we at? We're still doing pretty good on time. Let's, let's, let's break down. We asked Nick a question earlier. Right. Which is, what's your favorite horror movie, right? Yeah, but I got one more thing. Oh, you got one more? Yes. Oh, yeah. Just because, because, um, what is, what is a horror film in 2021 that you think will live up to the expectations you have for it? Ooh. Hmm. Um, oh, well, I have one in mind. Um, so I'm covering Sundance later this month, <sighs> which I'm really looking forward to. Okay. Um, unfortunately, the, this year it's virtual for obvious reasons. Right. And um, I, I really miss going to Utah for, at Park City. It's like one of the coolest things you can go to. The Sundance High that they talk about is very real because you're so excited to be there. You're at a higher altitude and you watch a movie. You're like, wow, that was the best thing I've ever seen. <laughs> and, then I, and then like the like the random, like it'll go into theaters and people will be like, ah, it was okay. Yeah, right. <laughs> so that's, probably, that's why you get like those like crazy like reviews at a Sundance because everyone's so happy to be there. Yeah, right. It's really real. But um, so I'm, it, it's going virtual this year and there is a Nick Cage movie playing there this year that I am really excited about. And it's called one of the best titles I've heard in a really long time. It's called prisoners of the ghost land, which is mm. just amazing to me. Um, it's like a, it's a weird blend of, from what I've read about it, it's like a weird blend of Western post-apocalyptic horror. Like there's like spiritual, like ghosts flying around. 
So I think the idea of it is that Nick Cage and his character name is called Hero, which is just perfect. It's mm-hmm. amazing. Um, so mm-hmm. he is told by like this, like I think the character's name is the governor. So he's told by the governor to go rescue his like granddaughter that like went missing or got um, captured or something like that. And um, wow. so he has to go through like this crazy Western and post-apocalyptic wasteland and the movies about apparently insanely bloody and gory and Nick Cage is wonderfully unhinged apparently. And it's playing at Sundance. So there's probably something good about it, you know? So um, that one I am really, really excited about. I have no idea when that'll come out. I think hopefully later this year, but um, yeah, it's probably Mm. Sundance. It's going to be wild. There's always something that Sundance has this cool midnight section, which is where they show all like their genre stuff. And some of the stuff they throw in there is like always so strange and so cool. It's like kind of like one of those, like you'll never forget watching them because they're crazy movies by really interesting people. And like, some of them are like really gory. Um, so <laughs> it seems like this is like the big one <laughs> from that, from that space wow. this year. Huh, and, and just a, a editor's note here. Yeah. Nicholas Cage shares my birthday. How about that? January 7th. Oh, fun fact. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cool, right? Yeah, that's very cool. And what's cool about this is it sounds like the right role for for Nick Cage because that's when he's at his best. Just like crazy? Yeah. The pr- prisoners. Oh, absolutely. He's like a little dark <laughs> and crazy where it's like, unfortunately, like when one movie that he was in where I was like, had high hopes for because I love the original. We One of our base, basement watches, Ooh. Um, The Wicker Man. Mm-hmm. And that was a. Oh, I love the Wicker Man I for love, all the wrong reasons. I love I love the original Wicker Man, and then you know the Nick Cage Wicker Man. I guess I could fall in love with in a different way. But oh, that movie's amazing. It's like one of the best things ever. When he dresses up as the bear and punches the woman oh, in the face, it's just yeah. all kinds of wrong. It's amazing. That's, yeah. You made me watch the first one before we watched the new one because you're just like, dude, you gotta. Your dad. The your man. dad did. No, you you actually that, did. I watched your dad. That's a that's a big Ed contribution. Oh, okay. I didn't have it. That was all him. Oh, all right. Well, we watched it before we watched the new one. We did. Very very different movies. Very. <laughs> very. <laughs> So. All right, Prisoners of the Ghostland. Yeah, I, I've actually noticed that about you. You do, you always find, like when I, just reading the previews over the years, there's always, that, what was it, the, the Killing of a Sacred Deer, I think was one. I, oh, yeah. I, I think you're, um, do you do you gravitate towards some of them, them, like, when you see a title like that, are you automatically like, all right, I'm in? <laughs> Um, yeah, absolutely. If it's a good title, like that's one of the reasons I'm a little nervous for The Conjuring 3 because it's based off of The Trial, but it's called The Conjuring, like colon, The Devil Made Me Do It, which just sounds yeah. kind of lame. Yeah. Um, so who knows about that? But yeah, Prisoners of the Ghostland, amazing. Killing, Killing of the Sacred Deer, also amazing. There's another movie I'm really looking forward to. It comes out in January. It's called Psycho Gorman, which yes! just sounds like the best. <laughs> That just sounds like the most amazing thing. Like the trailer looks great too, but you listen to that title and you're like, yeah, that'll probably be really, really fun. <laughs> no, yeah. no question about it. That that was one of the standouts for me because I honestly, because I'm not as plugged in as you, I wait. Like when I see that preview, it's like, yes, okay. Th- like I, I read it. Psycho Gorman looks freaking great. It looks like everything that's been missing for the last like three years. Yeah. <laughs> Yes. 
I mean, fun, it looks funny. Like really, like the idea is funny. The 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 character looks looks amazing. I don't know. So yeah, it's like this. Um, they like these two kids find like this super ancient like evil alien. They like they unearth him from the ground, and he's like, "I will destroy humanity." But then like one of the like the little girl picks up this gem, which apparently if you control the gem, you control him. Hmm. So now he's just pissed off because he can't destroy the world and he has to do the bidding of like this little girl. Um, and it looks and like I think like him like getting unearthed like signals like all of his evil buddies from the galaxy. So they come like flying down on this town and it looks like, yeah, it looks really funny. Um, it looks like really gory and like super goopy, like a lot of good practical effects. Mm. Right. So it just looks I think it's coming up on Shutter at some point this year, but it just looks it looks so wonderful. <laughs> like everything. There's like a really great like 80s metal score that goes to the trailer. So. It looks it looks great. It looks amazing. Yeah, I, I did actually think of you when I saw it. I'm just like, oh yeah. Like I think I think this is yeah. as long as it doesn't suck, this is going to be right up your alley. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. I mean, just just from that description, I'm I'm like all down. I'm down with it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, for some reason, Encino Man popped in my head when it's like unearthed. But it's like, <laughs> it's like horror movie version of Encino Man. But hopefully, it's a little different than Encino Man. <laughs> I don't think Paulie Shore is going to show up, so I think we'll be okay. Yeah. Gosh, it, it, yeah. I don't even. I don't even know. I remember the name Encino Man, but I can't even place it. It's got Brendan Fraser. He's Encino Man. Ah. Uh. And Paulie Shore, right? And, uh, is that Sean Astin? Is it Sean? I, Astin? I haven't seen that movie in forever. Yeah. I can't remember. <laughs> well, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> Let's not worry about Encino Man. <laughs> <laughs> we'll have to do. do- but, so the movie is called Super Gore Man. Uh, the or Psycho Psycho Gore Man. Right. Psycho Gore Man. Yeah. Psycho yeah. Gore Man. Yeah. And I'm already, and this is the thing I always try and remember. It's just like when you when you meet someone for the first time, you say their name over and over again. It's just like, oh my god, please remember this. Please remember this. By the time we're done talking, uh-huh. I want to remember the information that I accrued while we were talking, and also still remember your name. Oh, what was the Nicolas Cage one? <laughs> Prisoners of the Ghost Land. Prisoners of the Ghost Land. <laughs> Damn it, I already forgot. <laughs> That's such an epic title. It is. <laughs> it really is. Like, if it's not amazing, I'll be really, really upset. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, That's that's got a name to live up to. So I'm going to keep my fingers crossed on that because mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure there's like samurai stuff in that movie too. Like, it just like, it's like all the best things in a movie. So yeah. I hope it's good. <laughs> <laughs> Have you I'm seen in. the wrong turn trailer yet? No, I haven't. No. I think that's going to be my big surprise. I think that's going to be the surprise of 2021. You think? Yeah. It's actually good. I'm saying that I didn't even care for the first one. No. But I'm like, hey, this actually looks like it could be good. Mm-hmm. But I've been fooled before. Yes. We'll see. So since you brought up Sundance, what before COVID hit... What did a typical day at Sundance look like for you? Oh, my God. It's the most exhausting thing you'll ever do in your life. Um, <laughs> it was so there was a few days where it was five movies in a day. So they do they do. They're running screeners all day. So you can do like you can go to like an 830 in the morning screening if you want to. OK. And so the last full day I always have there, I'm like, well, I have to get everything in before I leave. Right. Sure. So like I wake up. I did this last year. I woke up at 8 30. 
um, just crank. I was drinking my morning coffee, watching this movie, and I went all throughout the day. And then my last movie was a midnight showing of Bad Hair, actually, which came out on Hulu uh, in October. Oh, yeah. Movie. Wow. Um, but yeah, so it was just, it's wall-to-wall movies. You're exhausted the whole time. You're talking to other press people who are also exhausted. <laughs> like you, you walk around Park City, there's like a random celebrity just like walking around because all of them make the trip for the weekend mm. just to hang out. There was one time like I went to a screening and it's funny because like the the like the the staff like or the cast is just like there at like the movies because they're nice. like premiering there. So like they'll do like a Q&A afterwards and whatnot. And you can just go up and like talk to them afterwards. So like I talked to this actor. There's this really good movie called The Souvenir, which is not horror. So I don't think we'll cover it here, but <laughs> really good movie. Um, but I was talking to one of the lead actors in it, Tom Burke, who actually just played Orson Welles in Mank. Hmm. Um, wow. But he's, he's a really nice guy. I talked to him and then someone joins our group to talk to me and it was Tessa Thompson. It was like, the oh most, my like, gosh, was, like, the stupidest thing. And she was like in this red robe, uh, just like looking as like just as glamorous as you think she would look. Yeah, it right. Was just it, it was amazing. It was like, wow, I need to like not lose my shit here. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I need to relax. It's like, a keep bit. it cool. Just a person. Just a person. <laughs> She's a really cool person, but yeah. just a person. <laughs> just a person. So yeah, it's it's nuts. I can't wait to go back. Hopefully in person next year, it'll be really fun. I, th- I think you. I think you'll be there. Yeah. yeah fingers crossed. Yeah. Yes. And and is that you, you know you were talking was it Tom Burke and then Tessa Thompson joins? Is that a moment that you could? get a quick interview with them it, like do you have that kind of access or is it more just like hey you're here be cool don't ask any like are you just there and if they come up to you they come up to you yeah it's one of those where like they have like this um press space set up in downtown park city where you can do interviews and they have like podcast booths and stuff where people can do stuff so like if you just like show up and like talk to someone at one of the premieres it, it, like the most it could be is like, hey, you want to want to chat later on for real this time, yeah, <laughs> like right. later in the week or something like that. But yeah, most of the time it's just like, hey, you were you were good in that movie I just saw. <laughs> right, right. Yeah, <laughs> keep it professional. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So Tessa, speaking of Tessa Thompson, then I have to ask just because the posters in the background, um, she she's the love interest in Creed, right? Yep. Okay. Perfect. That's. Yes, because she like uh, I'm not going to give my opinion. What are your thoughts on Creed? I love Creed. The only thing the only thing bad about it is that the first Rocky exists because it's basically the same story a little bit except <laughs> with um with uh, Michael B. Jordan. But I love I love Creed so so much. It's I so thought good. both of them were freaking awesome. There's a big difference between the first Rocky and Creed, right? I mean, he wins in Creed. No, oh yeah, yeah, he wins, doesn't he? No, win? he, w- he wins this in the second one. He wins. Ah, uh, they do do the same formula. Yeah, they do. It's. I mean, it's. It doesn't really matter. It's like one of the best blockbusters of like the last few years. True it's that. So yeah. good. I love that movie. It is very good. And you have the you have the Meek Mill like music coming in during yeah. like, the the fighting the boxing montages. It's just no. it's the best. I um, what's the? Oh my gosh. I loved that movie so much that that entrance in the second one, where he loses the the first fight, mm. the the entrance like I that's how I want to come out to everything, like, like that that, <laughs> that energy. Yes, yes. 
But but one of my favorite fictional characters of all time, hands down, is Apollo Creed. So I I would have been extremely pissed off if that movie sucked. I'd be like, really? So the only thing I didn't like about Creed was what they did to Apollo's like legacy a little bit. Not as a boxer, but as a man. I'm like, no, stop. Apollo was was just awesome all around. Yeah, he was an uh, over-the-top rich celebrity boxer, so it wouldn't be that unbelievable that he would have a son he didn't really know about. Yeah. That would be very believable. That fair, that fits his personality really well. Yeah, well, no. Apollo Creed's <laughs> perfect. I'm going to have to go with Joe on this one. Yeah, like, <laughs> that, that's his personality. Like, I'd right. like, yeah, I mean, it's... It's very you like them because you you know in they they become like best buddies, but you got to remember in the first one he's a, he's a total asshole. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> like you wouldn't be surprised if that's something he would do later. If we're talking like uh, Apollo from three and four, then yeah, be like, oh yeah. wow, he wouldn't do such a thing. Apollo from one and two, hundred percent. Okay. You know, that's fine. Whatever. Yeah, that's how those movies go. Like the first one's a total, like you know, Oscar-winning movie, and they they just get silly from there. But I like them anyway. Well, then Rocky Four is the best movie ever made. I love Rocky Four. I don't care. <laughs> it's one of my favorite guilty pleasures. Yeah, ever. It's that so movie enjoyable. Is amazing. <laughs> it's no question about it. I just I get so sad when Apollo fights Drago. I like I. I can't help myself. It's it's so it damages me so much. <laughs> yeah. So I love Rocky Four is an incredible movie. I watched it all the time once, you know, had the freedom to do so. Yeah. But I get very, very upset. Well, if I can change, then you can change. <laughs> so, right. Cold War over. Amazing. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I mean, it did end shortly after that movie was released. So, right, think it's not about a coincidence. It. No, it changed the world. We it all did. changed. It did. And to the Red River Horror uh, listeners out there, of of course, uh, you know, you know, our podcast is proud, Philly proud. So we had we had to. We do love Sly, and then we'll add the horror element of Rocky Four, which is the dangers of steroid use and the effects it has on your mental, you know, the the overall breakdown of Ivan Drago is terrifying when you get into the psychology of it, the way that that human was treated like a lab animal. That's that's the horror aspect of Rocky Four. Yes. That's a pretty good dig by me. I'm going to pat myself on the back for that. <laughs> Yeah, you're right. Yeah, <laughs> that's that's yeah. The horrors of being a lab animal. Yeah. So so FTW has a different meaning now, right? Now it's for the win. Yeah. Okay. I, I is it not fuck the world anymore? No, it's for, not that for the win. When we were in high school, it was f the world, but now now it's for the win. You're you're younger than us. It's for the win now, right? It's for the win. Yeah. 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 Well, you'll have that. So. <laughs> so, <laughs> so um, so just, well, I guess one more blockbuster, uh, Halloween kills. Does that make its way out this year? Or do you think they push it? That one. So that one's in October. So that I think that's probably like a first month that seems pretty good for people going to theaters with hopefully everyone has their vaccine by then. Right. Um, so, I mean, that's also a universal movie. So I think worst case scenario that might do like the, the 17 day window. 
in theaters that we talked about before then go straight to like premium VOD or something like that. Yeah. That's my guess. I feel like at this point they've pushed all these movies so much where it's like you gotta just you gotta put them out, you know? Yeah. At some point. Yeah. I, I feel like the fall is gonna be an onslaught of yeah. just whatever might have been holding back is just, you know, how far can you really push it? But I think by the fall we'll definitely be seeing a lot of releases to the point where it might be like overkill. Hopefully not. But I mean we're starting to see it like kind of like you know, it's like a bubble of new releases just kind of filling up. And that's why you have the premium video on demand, which are like, mm-hmm. how far, like, I think that's what a lot of studios are probably worried about is like, you don't want it to like balloon to the point where it's like, okay, now every movie people have been waiting for is all coming out. All right. This week, next week, that week, that week, people right. aren't going to go to movies like that. No. So, you know, now would be the time to buy AMC theater stock, right? Uh, no, I don't know. I, would, I, I wouldn't I don't do that. <laughs> That's a little risky. I like my long-term growth. Right. Yeah. Stock market. Are a, you? A, you're a money guy, right? I, I can't remember. Are you a money uh, guy? Sure, why not? Okay, that sounds good. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. yeah, I just the thing with Halloween, a movie like Halloween, it's got such a fan base that I don't. I would not be satisfied if it just went to like the home premiere. I just, that would not, I don't think that would be good. I would rather see it pushed back even another year. 17 days is fine. That's, that's acceptable because then if you release it early enough in October, then you could technically watch it on Halloween. Yeah. Yeah, it's true. Yeah, that's a good idea. But, but if not, if 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 they're just doing home premiere, f it, put it in it and put it in the next year. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I th- I think you'll be okay. I think I think that's something you will see in theaters. Yeah, I I, I believe. Yeah, vax or no vax, I'm going to the theater to see that one. <laughs> Damn it, <laughs> it's gonna happen. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I'm just an optimistic type person too, you know. Sure, but yeah, I think I think definitely. I think definitely. Is is there anything that we that that horror fans should be aware of? Any surprises that you foresee? Uh, um, hmm. uh, let me see. Oh, we have a we have a Shyamalan movie coming out this year. Oh my gosh! An actual yeah. We got a Shyamalan movie now. It's, it's uh, I think it's it's called Old. That's it. That's the title of the movie. That sounds um, like it could be one of his good ones just by that title. Yeah. Alone. So it's I think it's I think it's like July release date right now. I think, um, but it has Alex Wolf from Hereditary is in it. Um, I know Vicky Crapes from Phantom Thread is in it too. Um, okay. I yeah, I don't think there's a really any information. I think he's filming it like right now. Like that's just what he's working on. So he's out, mm. hopefully following protocol and filming that movie. So yeah, I hope that comes out. I think yeah. Oh, oh yeah, the Sham- Shamawine guy. <laughs> no, 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 what do they call him? <laughs> Sh- Sham. Shabagazoo. I don't even remember. But yes, we I I am a huge uh, of the work that I like from M Night Shyamalan. I am a huge Shyamalan fan. Um it was Lady in the Water and the Happening that were the problems. And then he produced Devil, which I I thought was really good. Yeah, I like Devil. I like Devil I like a Devil. lot. I yeah. think that was good. Um yeah. Old old is a uh, scheduled release date's July 23rd. Wow. So, so with with Shyamalan specifically, so we had that that bad period, the the lady in the water, and then the happening, 
And then he produced Devil, and it's like, okay, here we go. And then The Visit, I was like, oh, okay, I like this. I like where we're going. Split has cracked my top ten movies of all time. Really? I love oh, that cool. freaking movie. That was one of the that was one of the other great surprises in theaters that I had in the last few years. Because I didn't know nothing. I, I knew nothing about that movie. It was just like, oh, James McAvoy being being weird. Cool. I'll see that. And then you get the ending of that movie, and then it turns into um, glass afterwards, which is pretty cool. Yeah. Yes. I, I actually defend I defend glass a little bit. I think it's it's not great, but uh, I think there's some good stuff in it. I do as well. I, w- I suffered from like everybody. I watched it with my wife and two of my friends uh, and my sister, and they didn't like it. And we all loved Split so much. So when I watched yeah. Glass for the first time, with like kind of like a what a peer pressure type thing, it's like all right, yeah, it wasn't really, eh, you know, okay. And then I went back and watched it. I'm like, okay, I see. There's moments that I do really like about that film. I was not a huge fan. Of the end, the uh, the payoff. Yeah, that's that. it's pretty anticlimactic. It yeah. makes it makes sense when you think about it conceptually, because like the whole movie is about like the power of belief, and that's kind of all of Shyamalan's movies, where it's like he goes like kind of like that spiritual way with it. But yeah, it make kind of make it makes sense when you think about it. Then you watch it play out, you're like, oh, he just kind of dies in a puddle. <laughs> right, right, right. <laughs> I guess more spoilers. <laughs> yeah. Did you see Glass? Hmm. Yeah. Okay, good. It's only like $5 on Blu-ray right now. Yeah, so. which, I mean, it's it's fine. I mean, it was it was an ambitious effort. I mean, you know. Yeah. Tried. Yeah. And that's okay. Mm-hmm. You know, life goes on. Yes. But like this old yeah, movie, I, think, I mean, I the think all of his, so I think all of his movies are interesting. No matter, even if they're bad, like, they go across the gamut. Like, even his awful movies are really interesting to talk about, you know? It's mm-hmm. like he's always a talking point, no matter when he comes out with a movie. For sure, I think I think one of the ones I would like I always defend is the village because that one just gets the bad rap because like it starts off with like that whole monster feel and then like the way that it twists people are like oh that's so dumb it's like is it though because like the whole point of that community is like I don't know how devastating it must feel to lose somebody right. by murder right like that's got to be probably like you know lo- losing a loved one is one of the most the hardest emotions you'll ever deal with as as you know a person just, sure and to have someone taking in that manner i would would imagine you know would be i mean just devastating just yes. devastating and it's like so that's why these people have founded their village mm-hmm. and it's like you know when you get into like the depths as to like why are they there why do they live like this it's like cuz it's simple and it's trying to be innocent and then, you know, the stabbing happens, right? Which upends everything. So I mean, just makes it a little more interesting to give it a little, a little more depth. People are like, "Oh, it's just dumb. There's no monsters, and they're just acting like Amish for no reason." It's like, no, there's that's the reason. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I mean, I, I I like the village a lot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then, I do too. I think there's a lot of good stuff in it. Joaquin, right? He's in that. Yeah. Dallas Howard. They're both really good. Yeah. I, I think there's there's interesting stuff with all of his movies, even The Happening. It's hilarious. I love watching that movie. Do you there's really? A lot of slow stuff. I think it's hilarious. <laughs> I think if you it's if really you're going funny. for a hilarious part of it, yeah, then I yeah. could totally I could totally. Oh, see it's that. an it's a terrible movie. Yeah. It's awful, but it's really funny to watch. <laughs> what do you mean? You kind of you think it's funny? <laughs> Is Mark Wahlberg 
delivering lines or <laughs> asking a question every time he thinks? What, what are we going to do? No. It's coming from the plants? What? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's why you That's need right. the fart. Yeah. The f- <laughs> yeah. And I mean, always appreciates some ambition there. So Yeah. Sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't. All right, so a new M. Night film. That's something I gained uh, for sure. I, I, did, I had no idea. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Looks. I mean, just look at the poster when you can, because yeah. that's what I just looked at. I'm like, huh. And it's I, got me intrigued. And I'm, and I'm reaching out. I just reached out to Apple yesterday to try and get him on the program um, because Servant Season 2, I believe, is mm. out. So, yeah, that's, that's the show on, uh, I think it's Apple TV. Exclusively, yeah. My levels, Joe. They're just a little. I don't know what the hell happened. They just disappeared. They just died. I, I heard it. I heard it go down. Oh, oh shh. And he's back. And I'm back. Why does that happen, dude? I have no idea what's going on with our technology anymore. But hey, so eh, what are you gonna do? All right. Well, we do what we can we, to get by. We do what we can. Those so dang dips. <laughs> so. Uh, moviebabble.com what is it moviebabbleideas at gmail.com yeah or moviebabblepodcast if you want to throw yes. some mailbag questions for the podcast why not totally I'm always here be movie related non movie related why not if you want to talk to me about your life <laughs> Nick Nick Cush and put the put the virtual donation jar out there just be like hey if you have problems I want to solve them mm-hmm. you need your relationship advice why not yeah, why not <laughs> reach um, out why am I searching for Spotify and Spotify I'm, sp- I'm searching for movie babble so it. is it on the- yes there's the new logo and everything yeah there's a new logo Ooh. Yes. Well, he mentioned the yeah, new We're logo. moving up in the world. We're doing things. Yeah. Things are happening. <laughs> we're doing things. Yeah, no. <laughs> um, Every right. day is a new day. I'm following, so that way I'll be notified when there's a new one. But anyway, so, Nick, really appreciate your time. Again, you can you can find Nick Cush uh, at, of course, moviebabble.com. That's his home. That's his baby. Mm-hmm. But uh, once a month, he uh, he gives he gives Red River Horror readers the skinny on what's to come. Sure does. And that's what people look forward to. So we ask you show we ask that you show Nick some love and then get to that question. Nick, what is your favorite horror movie? I've been thinking about this the entire time. I blacked out. I don't even know if I answered your questions correctly. But <laughs> um, I'd have to go with I love Shadow of a Doubt, which is Hitchcock's movie from. I think it's 1943, I think. So before he did like Psycho and Rear Window and all like the, his, like, I guess his most beloved movies, but yeah, um, it's, I love, I think, I think he said at one point, this is his favorite movie that he's made, Hmm. um, which is really interesting, but it's about this, uh, this young girl who's played by Teresa Wright and her uncle comes home, who's played by Joseph Cotton, who was in like Citizen Kane, all these great movies back in the day. Um, and really happy to see him. Then she slowly begins to realize that he might be this famous serial killer that's been in the newspapers. So it's kind of about their relationship and her learning about what he really is. And then it's kind of like the the great Hitchcock, like bomb under the table kind of thing where they both know what's happening, but they're trying to keep their cool in a lot of different scenes. It's re- I love that movie. Hmm. I think it's one of his best. 
Shadow of a Doubt. Shadow of a Doubt, Alfred Hitchcock. So, I have no shame. I, I Honestly, that's why we bring on experts to the Red River Horror Podcast. Whenever we have <laughs> producers, directors, writers, actors, actresses, it's like I always try and pry as much information. I, I just put myself out there. I do not know it all, and I do not know a lot. No. I have never heard of that film. I will be perfectly honest. That's an that's a that's an oldie. When I went through my Hitchcock phase, that's the last time I even thought about it, and that's going back. Yeah. So, I'm like, wow, Shadow of a Doubt. Totally forgot it's that really existed. Good. Yeah, so, yeah, I love it. Uh, that's, His movies I would are definitely so have to go fun. back and watch. Yeah, I, I love them. They like they just still work today. Like even Psycho is just great. And, like all of them, like they're all so much fun. Really fun characters, fun performances. Like they're just. They just work. I feel like every every director kind of kind of owes a debt, a debt of gratitude to him in some way. Yeah, he's yeah. just he's so creative for the time that he was making movies. Like they're so different compared to a lot of the mainstream of what was in like the forties and fifties. So I mean, yeah, he got some unique guys that really set the set the tone for the development of where film would go. And Hitchcock is one hundred percent one of them. And yeah, fun fact with Psycho, that was the first time like they showed a flushing toilet on in a movie. Yeah. So <laughs> like he's doing it all over the place. He's being transgressive all over the place with crazy characters, <laughs> flushing toilets. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And now just because you're here, I'm gonna ask and you like all movies. Now let's mm-hmm. see. The one that I like to argue with people about is Silence of the Lambs a horror movie? Uh, oh, oh, that's a great question. Um Man, that's like right on the line. I thought about this a lot too. I would Isn't say, it? I think it. I would say yes because of the serial killer element. I think it goes, it dives into horror a little more than just thriller with kind of like, the, especially the violence in the end. Yeah, that's, that's what, my take. I think it's one of those where I feel like it's right on the line. You can go either way. Yeah, that's the majority of takes except for mine. So no, no, you and Doctor Halloween. <laughs> Me and Doc. Yeah, Doctor Halloween had the same. And he and Doctor Halloween is someone I've met that is way. I love my horror movies. I can I can get into most levels of horror, indie, independent, major. Um, he is he is just obsessed with the season, um, all horror movies. But he did agree. He was one person that said that it was not. Yeah. But since then, mm, since we've had that little debate. Um, I, of course, say it's a horror movie. Stacey Lane Wilson said it was a horror movie. And Dan Farrens, Daniel Farrens, the writer of Halloween 6, he said that it was an elevated horror movie. Yeah, elevated horror. That's, that's the way he described uh, it. I hate is, that term. I don't like that term. <laughs> I, 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 I don't know. Yeah. I'm out. <laughs> yeah, if we, if that, then you're just creating a whole genre. It's like, is, se- is Seven a horror movie? Is it, you know? Well, what was the criteria? Sure. Uh, it had to be a top-notch director. It had to be top-notch actors. Yeah. It it was like the the criteria was pretty high, like the that uh, for an elevated horror film. I guess it would it would have to qualify for like an Academy Award type. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Ba- I mean, that's basically what it came down to. But I mean, yeah, you know, it's the way she goes. It's the way she goes. Yeah. So. It's, it's all right. There's time. So we're we're doing this little debate in the first year of the podcast. So 2020 was the was it didn't end on 12 31 2020. This has to go until I think July when it would technically be a year old. Yeah, for sure. And then probably like just the way I am in general will probably go beyond. Right. Whether <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'll, I'll do my best to stop it at a year. But uh 
I can't guarantee that. Right. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. So we're well, we're gonna get the whiteboard. We'll have to write everybody's everybody's thing down. Yeah. We'll just keep it absolutely. Well, well the horror, well, favorite horror movie, of course, for sure. Um, but yes, Red River Horror Friends. Mm-hmm. It was awesome welcoming the great Nick Cush from Movie Babble, movie moviebabble.com. Nick, thank you for joining us. Guys, thanks for having me. Let's do it again. Absolutely. And let's make him tell everybody, because we already said it once, but why don't you tell everybody again, like, where's the preferred way to follow, like, yeah, the website, the whole... moviebabble.com? Do you have a preferred uh, social media platform for us to tell people to check out? What, what What's your jam? How do you like to... Yeah, <laughs> moviebabble.com. You can follow us on Twitter at moviebabble underscore because moviebabble was already taken by some egg like six years ago. Oh, uh, it's the worst. It's the worst. I hated it. Yeah. Uh, you can follow me at nkush42, N-K-U-S-H-42 uh, on Twitter. Um, we're Instagram, Facebook. We're we're all we're everywhere. So. That's good. <laughs> and just type this, it in, you'll find it. For this stuff, I'm more about the tweets. I do like the tweeter better for this platform the tweets so, good but i wanted to throw something in there and and um check out because i i obviously my goal is always to put more content on redriverhard.com i don't always do the best job gonna be you know speaking to stacy very soon about doing more movies so if you are curious about nick's take on horror films go to moviebabble.com if 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 you see any i guess any I've seen a lot of different horror films of all sizes, I guess. Stu- all sizes and studios, we'll say. So that's where I encourage people to head to uh, to reviews. So Totally. Totally. Know. And then, of course, you can check out his article on RedRiverHorror.com and beginning of every month for mm-hmm. what movies are coming out that month in the horror, in the horror genre. Yeah. I mean, otherwise, you can find uh, me and Eddie at Red River Horror on the twitter you can find yeah. me at red river joe uh always reach out to us at uh, red river or at gmail.com yeah you know and uh hey kids keep traveling those channels a fee- 